welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. Let's talk about families, food, and all the bullshit comments when you sit down the table with people that you are related to. Mm, <laughs> this is really hard for some people. Does this bring anything up for you? Like, do you ever had any, like, awkward or... Yeah, a couple times. I think I had mentioned this on a podcast. Not so much with my family, but my family's really small. Mm-hmm. I When I had a, a boyfriend in college, his parents and his grandparents would make comments. But that's because I was studying to be a dietitian, and that was the issue. Mm-hmm. I feel fortunate that my, you know, my nuclear family, no one's really commenting on anything that has to do with, like, eating too much, eating too little, or weight. Growing up, I watched my mom talk about her weight and her diets all the time. So maybe I got it on like a low level dose constantly, mm-hmm. but it was never heightened or extreme on the holidays. Yeah. What about you? No, I never had any real issues with Because same, I'm an only child. So like very small family. No. I mean, I, rem- I remember one time in my life <laughs> where it was, I had actually, this is a really weird story, but I moved to Florida for six months when I was in high school by my not by myself but like I live with my aunt and uncle because I wanted to experience going to a big high school mm-hmm. so I'm from super small town and I thought I was destined for greater things and I really wanted to go to the same high school that my cousins went to down here and just experience what that was like so my parents let me so I came down and I didn't play sports when I was here and I gained a bunch of weight because I wasn't active and I was just eating whatever high school kid was eating and I went back home and my dad like grabbed my side fat and was like what's going on here (laughs) and it is so unlike him to like comment about anything like food or weight or body or anything like that and but it really snapped me out of (laughs) because I didn't really realize it was happening honestly and then when I thought about it I was like oh like none of my pants fit right now actually he's right and then I thought about it and I was like, oh, like I, I just didn't, I was too intimidated to play sports in that big school. I just thought I was going to just get swallowed up and I don't know. Uh, so anyways, that, it would, that was a wake up call for me. And, but for whatever reason, obviously like it stuck with me cause I still remember that. And I mean, how many things do you remember your parents saying in high school? Only the bad stuff. <laughs> Only like the traumatizing stuff. Literally. I bet he didn't – I think when, when men say things, too, it's totally different, especially with a guy who didn't have a food complex or any mm-hmm. comments about food. It was just an observation. <laughs> you know where I notice that these things come up, at least in my life, have been with, like, my female groups of friends and acquaintances. Not even so much my close friends, but just sitting down with – people that are close in my life like going out to eat with girls who are commenting about their weight or what they're eating I think that's where it comes up for me a lot Mm -hmm. more so than families 
So what we're talking about today is how to navigate, handle, or cope, whatever word you want to use, when your family brings up things about how much you're eating or they're eating or lack of eating or weight. Or your diet. Or your you're diet. following or you're vegetarian and they don't agree with it mm-hmm. or whatever. All the things they could be that could be said. So we, the reason why we're doing this is because we've had this talk a lot mm-hmm. with different clients in specific situations and you wrote down a couple. So what mm-hmm. were some of the ones that you've heard? Right. So I made a list of common comments that I've heard or have experienced myself with friends. And one of the ones that I've heard all the time is when people say things like, I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> and I want to highlight this one because I know what, I've said it myself, and I know what people are doing. They are bragging about their ability not to eat and or using it as an excuse to just eat whatever they want. Like, it's like a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And if you're on the other side, and maybe you've had issues with food and eating before, and you've eaten two square meals that day and a snack, and someone else (laughs) barges in, they're like, I haven't eaten all day. I've been so busy. I forgot to eat. You can feel kind of shitty. <laughs> so what would you say? I am an asshole. I ask them. I'm like, if someone says that to me, I'm like, did you re- you really didn't eat all day? Like, let's think back. Mm. Like, when did you wake up? What have you been doing all day? Like, did you really not not eat all day? Or did you just not consider what you ate an actual meal? Because I've, like, my husband has said this. My mom has said this. Like, my friends will say it. And I'm like, is that really true? <laughs> I don't know why, because it irks me too. Yeah. Because most people just be like, okay, they're just saying they didn't eat all day. And I'm like, but did you really? <laughs> like, what did you actually eat? Yeah, it irks <laughs> me too. I want to be like, cool. Or I, it's, I've caught myself, and I don't do this anymore because I know what I'm doing is like almost shaming them to make myself feel better. <laughs> as if I say something like, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not healthy but then like what am i doing there oh i'm making myself feel, feel better. better i'm not You're making yourself feel better yeah normally i'm not like genuinely concerned mm-hmm. i think the best thing to do is just to, like not entertain that comment at all mm-hmm. you know kind of like don't give the dog a treat unless you know the context of the person they're just out of the blue just were so busy they're like oh i forgot to eat today like holy crap uh, i would just say nothing or be like yeah i'm excited to eat too should be like um, your metabolism is probably not running. <laughs> yeah, you're going into survival mode. <laughs> your body's going to start eating itself. <laughs> no. This actually just brought something up for me that I didn't have not really ever thought about. But my mom does comment all the mm-hmm. time on how often I eat because she does not eat at regular intervals at all. She's definitely said to me many times, like, you're eating again? Mm-hmm. How do you eat? I don't understand how you're so little and you eat so much. <laughs> I barely eat at all or blah, 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 or I don't eat all day and you already ate seven times today or whatever. She has said that a lot. But then I'm like, hey, you've never learned anything from me, have you? (laughs) Every time, like, you've learned nothing. You have learned nothing. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Why do you think she says those things? It's a reflection back on herself. Yeah. That the way that she, you know, she doesn't really eat a lot all day and then at night she's hungry and then she's eating sweets and late at night and, you know, the exact opposite of what most people want to be doing. And so she's looking at what I'm doing. She's like, why are you doing that? Mm. Like, that's not working for me. Yeah, well. I think that's the underlying theme of a lot of the comments that we're going to use (laughs) for examples is what people say are more of a reflection on them than it is on you, no matter how seemingly positive or negative the comment could be. I think a great example of this would be like what you just said is, oh, you're eating again. Mm-hmm. Like what 
if I were to say that to someone, which I know I have had in, in my life, it's not because I'm genuinely concerned with how much that person is eating. Because if <laughs> yeah. I was, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever done this, but I'd have a private conversation about them or let them bring it up to me outside of the office or you probably would never have that concern honestly right. like because you're staying in your own lane like i'm not yeah. ever going to be concerned with like oh this person's getting another piece of pizza or it's yeah. their time to eat and they're eating again i'm not thinking in my head i'm you shouldn't you shouldn't be eating again if i'm thinking that it's because i'm thinking i shouldn't have another cookie again <clears throat> or whatever it is it's more of a reflection on me thinking like Oh, like, okay, they're having, like, like, should I be in that? Like, okay, like, and it's more of an internal battle, and it just comes out as an almost, I don't want to say an accusation, but just sort of a, a weird observation with a tone to it that makes the person question themselves, which isn't do anybody any favors. Like, mm-hmm. the person who says that isn't feeling any better for more than a few seconds. Like, they're on their little pedestal of, like, well, you're eating another cookie? Well, I only had my one cookie because I know moderation and portion control. It's, like, fucking cool. Do you want a gold star? So the response to that could be really tricky for someone because that's kind of mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's mean. I think it, just own it. Like, yeah. yes, I, I mean, and that, that's what I do with my mom, whether mm-hmm. it's right or wrong. Like, I... We've had this conversation recently, I remember, because I remember I it was like I had a good excuse this time because I was like, yes, I'm breastfeeding. Like, I have to eat or I won't produce breast milk. And mm-hmm. then that kind of like clicked on her head. She's like, oh, and she like totally backed off mm-hmm. at that point. If your answer is like, yes, because I'm hungry or mm-hmm. yeah, because I worked out today mm-hmm. or yeah, because I'm a human being that eats food. Like whatever, <laughs> I love like, cookies. <laughs> just throw it back in their face. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm eating again because it's Christmas and this is my favorite kind of cookie and my mom made them and well, there's only 10 here and I'd like to get three of them before you eat them. So <laughs> that's why I'm eating again. Like before you sneak reason? eat them. You know what I mean? Like what's your reason for eating? Like stand behind it and just tell them. Yeah. That's why I'm eating again. What if somebody, um, coats the observation with something snarky like oh you're having another what happened to that diet or are you trying mm. to lose weight what if they throw your gold in front of your face <laughs> yeah but not right now <laughs> yeah right then, honestly yeah i think that one would be the hardest one because i can mm-hmm. hear it where it's like oh what happened to your diet or like aren't you trying to lose weight like are you sure you should be eating that i think that's another example i got one I'm trying to live a balanced life. Boom. That was going to be similar to mine, (laughs) right? I'm trying to live a balanced life right now. And that balanced life does not equal life without cookies or snacks Mm -hmm. or being able to go back for seconds when I love this food. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I'm I'm searching for balance. So, no, I'm not always on a diet. No, I'm not always trying to eat perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that's what's been working for me. Yeah. Yeah. I like to put a little humor into things. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm trying to eat healthier, but are you really going to say no to grandma's famous casserole? Like, <clears throat> do it yourself, but I'm going to enjoy it today. Yeah. So just kind of putting a little humorous spin because then people won't be as likely to take jabs. And again, I also think it's still a, a projection on them, onto you. of Like, oh, like, uh, you're trying to lose weight and I'm better than you because I'm probably not eating as healthy as I'm trying to make it out to be behind everyone's backs. 
I wonder if I've done that to people before when I know they're doing some, like, fad diet, like, if they've done keto or something, <laughs> and they have, like, told me about how amazing keto has made them feel and all the results they got, and then I see them later, and I'm like, oh, that keto, still going on that? I'm pretty sure I've probably done that to people, but that's more of my, like, snarky, like, you should have listened to me instead of <laughs> doing keto kind of a thing. <laughs> um, but again, like, I'm not making anybody feel better for saying that, mm-hmm. like, I it's probably better for me to just keep my mouth shut and they know they talked to me about how awesome keto was and now they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. I think people always know, you know what I mean? If it's somebody who really does feel shame about it, they already know it. Yeah. If they're eating it in front of one of us. Yeah. It's like, I I feel, I would think the thought for sure. Like I think about it all the time with, with people I know. And again, it's, it's not that big of a deal. To keep it to yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if it's your friend and you have that close relationship or maybe they came to you and they're like, hey, like, I want accountability for this. Like, call me out. That's a different situation. Yeah. Speaking of communication, I think that's a good tip for this entire podcast where if you have someone in your family or your life who continues to maybe make comments like side comments, whatever the nature communicating ahead of time you wouldn't believe how many problems that solves <laughs> sometimes i bring that up to clients i'm like well have you talked to this person before or mm-hmm. have you asked them to stop or have you set boundaries and it's literally like i asked them to you know jump off the empire state building they're like what mm-hmm. talk to my husband about making comments about my food mm-hmm. i'm like yeah sometimes you'll be surprised i had a client who is in her 20s And she described herself as the bigger person in her family. She said that her mom and her dad and her sister are very normal weight, normal size, active, very into health. And she was the one that was always on the chubby side is what she said. And she felt like her parents kind of thought like she didn't belong in that way. And so they would do everything they could to like try to make her fit in and mm-hmm. so they saw it as like she's gonna get made fun of for this mm-hmm. and blah 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 so in doing that they've always tried to put their opinions on her and that has backfired in the way that she wants to eat like shit all the time and do it in front of them mm-hmm. to be like a big f you to you trying to make me eat healthy and it's costing her in the long run because she feels like crap all the time and she's like she works for her family business as well so lunches Mm. within like the family dynamic all the time so they're always looking at what she's eating and commenting on what she's eating and so she told me she was like I did not tell them that I'm coming here and I'm working with you because I just don't want to hear what they have to say I don't Mm. want to have to hear what my sister says or my mom says or my dad says because they all have their opinions and blah 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 and I was like okay like I get that you want to have your own thing but You have to eat with them every single day. So what if you just told them what we're Mm -hmm. working on together? Just Mm -hmm. be like, listen, I saw a dietitian. We're working on this, this, and this. I would really appreciate it if you support Mm. me, but I don't need your opinions Mm. on this. Mm -hmm. I just need your support. And I was like, just word it like that. Mm -hmm. I don't want your opinions. I just need your support. And see what happens Mm -hmm. when you do that. And I wasn't really sure how it was going to go based on, like, some of the things she had told me about her family and their conversations in the past. And then the next time we talked, I was like, did you have that conversation with your family? And she was like, yes, I did, actually. And it was awesome. Like, they had no feedback at all. They were just like, 
okay, we'll support you in whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And so really, like, all they want, like, all they were trying to do was just love her mm-hmm. in a way that was supportive. And they thought they were doing that by trying to push mm-hmm. their opinions on her. And once they, like, realize and recognize, like, oh, she is trying to do this for mm-hmm. herself but us just commenting on things isn't helping her like but she had never said that to them before yes obviously like they should have known that but families most of the time like they're just especially moms and dads are trying to do the thing that they Mm -hmm. think is best for you um they don't always know they're making you feel like shit by doing it i really like that story because it showed (laughs) the good sides of both uh, the boots good parts of both sides Mm -hmm. where the family was trying to extend love and they weren't trying to make a, a situation worse. It just took a little bit of making sure they're on the same page. Yeah. I think I'm like, if I was that person who was trying to help a friend in a certain avenue of their life and they came to me, I'm like, how would I want to hear that? Like, how would I want to hear it? And if you go to them and acknowledge like, hey, I know you or you're trying to help and I appreciate and love that about you. And then take that line that you said, Megan, of I just need your support. I'm working with somebody else. I don't need advice. That was a, a recipient of that information would make me feel validated because like, oh, you recognize that I care and love you. It's not an mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. And then it also makes me see like my my role in it and I can still help and be that supporter. I can still show love by supporting you. I just don't have to work harder and give you a bunch of unsolicited advice. Yeah. One thing I think is helpful to, to notice is like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, but my mom or dad are just not like that. Like, good for Megan's client, but my mom is buying into the whole um, being skinny is a status symbol. Eating less makes you better than people. Maybe your mom or grandma or aunt grew up in the low fat era and they just are still clinging to that way of thinking. What would you do for that situation? How would you handle having a family member? I think this is just a lot more common with women. I mean, I'm just generalizing here. Women who see eating like a bird is a good thing (laughs) yeah like they see yeah i think in our day now people are like women who eat hashtag like big burrito like yeah (laughs) yeah and that wasn't that wasn't Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't a thing 20 years ago it was like don't eat in front of your date like get a salad (laughs) obviously (laughs) don't get the pasta i'll never forget the the line that's always a lady always leaves food on her plate oh i've never heard oh that haunted me for a while (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I can't eat this last bite because I'm not a lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. what I would say for that one is if you've tried everything, like you've tried communicating with your parents before, is saying either nothing when they comment. I mean, that might seem a little bit immature, maybe the stonewalling approach, or just reflecting back saying, I know what's best for my body, or that doesn't work for me, this is what I'm going to eat, or I'd appreciate it if you kept your specific eating practices to yourself you do you i'm gonna do me or hit them with the science like nutrition is an individualized science that based on each individual and how their body feels (laughs) and then send them a link to the nutrition awareness podcast (laughs) yeah exactly so i i think too like if what they value isn't the same as what you value so maybe they value like being a size two and for them that equals not eating much Mm. all day but that also equals them being bitchy and hungry all the time (laughs) like that's not what you value like if you want to be well fed and go out with your friends and eat a cheeseburger every once in a while and you want to be a size whatever that's not a two that's that's your deal like you don't have to value the same things 
And then thinking to yourself in that moment, like, oh, maybe your mom's being such a bitch because she's hungry. Yeah, she is. <laughs> like, she's hungry. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. It's so true. Okay, what about the flip side? I, I think this is a very common with maybe South American cultures or Latina clients, but it happens across the board where parents or family members grandmas grandmas even even uncles yeah Mm. will comment on you're either too skinny i hear that one a lot and or you're too curvy or big i think i've had a lot of latina clients tell me that they're compared constantly to a sibling yeah let's start with the too skinny one Mm -hmm. again i think this is another projection or some kind of cultural thing where it's like okay they have this ideal of what your body should look like but it still hurts to be criticized on your body shape i'm sure some people who have never felt like they are on the the leaner side don't maybe can't empathize a hundred percent but imagine someone just pointing their finger and criticizing your body and saying you're too xyz doesn't feel good i had a client whose grandma said something like you're never gonna find a husband if you eat like that like at the table when she was a little kid and she still remembers her grandma saying that and i was like oh yikes (laughs) coming from your grandma too grandmas are supposed to be like loving and supportive and like do all the things for you that your parents don't yeah (laughs) it's our second chance to like get everything right yeah her Mm. grandma you're never gonna get a husband if you keep eating like that i don't know what i would say i mean she was like seven or eight years old so i'll get five watch me <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to keep one, Grandma. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, that's like, right. Look uh, at me. Which is a great book, by the way. Anyone <laughs> listening? Well, yeah, that's hard. I, I mean, when it's such a jab at like the the thing, they're reflecting back on themselves. They like are. that's what you have to keep telling it's yourselves a, in these hard situations yeah. where people are throwing these jabs at you, whether it's about your weight or your hair color or the glasses that you're wearing mm-hmm. or whatever. It's their insecurities coming out Mm. towards you hard pill to swallow is that your family members have insecurities too Mm -hmm. i think that's really difficult to think about is you know if your grandma's saying that yeah she's especially when you're a little kid and you see your parents and adults as like these godlike figures that are perfect and flawless and know everything that's right as you grow older and you become an adult it's wrapping your mind around the fact that they don't have everything figured out and they're insecure and struggling with things and saying things that are hurtful because they're humans too i think recognizing that and then when you see that you can kind of reason through it and say like oh they're saying this because of this it's not a reflection on me and if you're one of those people that are better than everyone else and i mean this seriously is you can kind of like love and empathize with them and maybe lead by example and say you know yeah i can you know i get why you'd think that but i'm sure you know i'll find a husband that loves me for me no matter what size i am and then you go ahead and you put another spoonful of whatever it is on your plate well and obviously there's a reason why her grandma was saying that there's a reason why she believes that Mm -hmm. so somebody taught Mm -hmm. her that or her experience her experience was like maybe she gained weight and her husband left her or cheated on her or like it's her insecurities that are then coming out and being projected on her Mm -hmm. unfortunately um but i think that's the case and when you come across people who are very sure of themselves and Mm. especially when it comes to like body and weight and food like you think about like our dads are really good Mm -hmm. like your and i dads are a really good example of like i don't think either of them would ever look at our plates and say like oh you're eating that again or hey like anything about that because they're they don't care like it's not a thought for them they're not insecure about it so because they're not insecure about it 
they're not making comments on what we're eating. That's a funny. I was thinking about my dad the other day because he made a comment. He's like, yeah, I, I've decided I'm going to stop eating seconds at dinner, which is like the first time I've ever heard oh. him say it. <laughs> and then like he'll continue to like serve himself a snack a couple hours later in front of the TV and not even think about it. Openly eat a box of cheese. <laughs> yeah. Like literally no food complexes. It's, and it was all about him. It was just like a little thought he had that popped up and he said... But yeah, I think it is, it's also a skill of just learning that people say everything because they've lived a life experience and they've got all the reasons and evidence to support the way they think. And I think that's similar with anything. Like take, for instance, someone that holds a political view, I mean, or a religious view. They have lived experiences that you don't know and they've come to a conclusion for a certain reason and they've got personality traits that contribute to that. Maybe someone who really values being skinny or not eating a lot is very neurotic on the on the personality test or maybe they're very conscientious where you're not very neurotic or you're not very type a and you're more of a free-flowing creative intuitive person well own that and let them own themselves and remember your body your eating decisions have nothing to do with anybody else ever they're only yours and you don't have responsibility for anyone else's either which i think is very very empowering but it could Mm -hmm. also be a little intimidating at the same time but if you choose to see it as an empowering thing where it's i get to eat what feels good to me and really dropping in and figuring out what that means without judging yourself or using your mom or dad or grandma's judgment then like what a bunch of new doors that opens yeah and recognizing that if 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 a comment is hitting you Mm. in a way that is making you feel a certain way think about that person saying that why they might be saying that why they might believe that and just looking back at them and and kind of just being curious and Mm -hmm. and wondering like wonder what made them believe Mm. that certain thing and that can kind of take the pressure off of you or anything you might be feeling about yourself in that moment I like that it's looking at it from a very curious point of view because when you're curious you come to a reason and when you have like a logical reason from something then you don't feel as emotionally set off mm-hmm. I was thinking about this as an example because I was I was considering you know when I'm with like a group of my friends so a little context I've talked about this on the podcast before my apartment complex very community based everyone knows everyone last night we had like a Christmas party we have Thanksgiving parties we're all at the pool together eating during the summer there is a girl that lives in our building who is always in our group chat making comments about food she's always talking about eating she's always posting how she's at the gym for me she sets me off so much about the things she talks about like she'll be like oh you know i got these free croissants with my purchase like who wants them i can't eat all the carbs like she publicly announces that. i know who you're talking yeah, about yeah i've talked about it because she drives me nuts and thinking about her there's two different solutions one is just recognizing like oh this girl's got disordered eating patterns it's mm-hmm. her struggle this makes her feel better let her have it like yeah. it's not a big deal The other thing is I have some friends in my apartment complex. We've all recognized this. And instead of me like leering at her or making a comment or saying something or laughing, literally my friends and I will just talk about it and vent about it. And having that support system Mm -hmm. in a very simple context could be useful during the holidays with your family. If you've got a sibling or a cousin or somebody else that you can talk to about this either ahead of time or that you can text across the table, I don't know to help you just get it off your chest that way a full-blown war doesn't start or break down yeah so that's that that's another tip do you have any other tips before we wrap this up about um ways people can navigate the holidays if weight talk comes up food talk um just one other thing we can kind of make this the healthier not Mm, too um 
don't buy anyone, whether it's friends, family, spouses, whatever, personal training sessions or a package with nutrition awareness even without having a conversation with them first. But you're not – like, I don't even want you to do it unless – if you have to bring it up. Like, if they have brought it up to you that this is – like, man, like – I really would like to start working with a personal trainer and they've said it several times or I really wish I could sit down with a dietitian mm-hmm. and you've noticed that they said that, great. That would make an awesome gift. If they've never said that to you and you think you have this bright idea to send them to a dietitian, you have no idea mm-hmm. how that's going to make them feel. So just don't do it. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Don't do anything if it's related to like weight loss. Or don't buy them a fancy scale. Don't mm-hmm. bite them like some mm-hmm. kind of cookbook that's diet-based paleo (laughs) recipes for yeah don't do that have the conversation first and if you're really concerned about someone's health there's a time and a place to bring it up but it's not in front of your family it's not in front of a bunch of people i'd also say if you're really concerned about someone's health ask yourself like are you really concerned about their health or are you just trying to subconsciously or consciously let someone know that you're mindful of your health and you want them to feel the same way you do but maybe it's just not even in their wheelhouse so being honest with yourself and saying it's okay if you have those thoughts but they don't always need to come to fruition and i think if it's someone that you really care about like let's say it's an aging parent Mm -hmm. who isn't active and they're you know they're not eating very well and you notice that their health is kind of going downhill and you don't want to regret not saying anything or intervening when you feel like you could have, Mm. I would ask them leading questions to get them talking to Mm. you Mm -hmm. about it. So things like, how have you been feeling lately? Or how have you been sleeping lately? Or I notice your back's been hurting Mm. a lot more. And so just getting them talking, like you need to not be the one that's saying lots of words. Just keep asking questions to kind of get them to tell you what's going on Mm. in their in their lives. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe you find out like back is hurting because at work they have these really shitty chairs Mm -hmm. and they have to sit down all day and they're not able to get up and Mm -hmm. they're not getting breaks right now because it's a really busy time and things like that. And maybe just helping them like talk through like oh well what I found when Mm. that's happened to me like I've been able to do this this and this or hey like have you thought about going to the stretch lab Mm -hmm. it's this new cool place it's like right down the street and they do stretch sessions with you like would you want something like that as a gift because I'd be happy Mm. to get that for you Mm -hmm. that's a much better way to have that conversation let them lead it and if they shut it down and they don't want to talk to you about it don't press it they're not ready and if they're not ready it doesn't matter how much money you spend on a gift certificate for them they're not going to use it and if they do use it it's because they're trying to make you happy not because they're ready for it preach yeah please don't buy anyone sessions for us if they don't want to be here (laughs) it sucks for everybody involved we've both been through it where they're like yeah my wife made me come here mm-hmm. it's like oh shit this is gonna be a long <laughs> yeah. hour yep. actually sometimes it turns really fun because they literally don't care <laughs> i'll be honest you just end up talking shit about their dog <laughs> yeah. you can find something so the i guess this is more of a mentally healthy or not it's not healthy to push your beliefs about what's best for someone on someone if they're not ready 
Agreed. Cool. I got to be ready to make the change. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you know that we're still doing our giveaway, and we're going to do this from now until we decide we're done. So we're uh, giving away free coffee to anyone who shares this podcast. First of the month, we're going to do a drawing. All you have to do is screenshot this podcast episode on your phone and share it to your Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn stories. Make sure you tag us, though, or we're not going to see it and you're not going to be in the drawing. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, we're at nutrition.awareness. On LinkedIn, just look for nutrition awareness. Same with Facebook. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts and send it to us, we will give you five bonus entries. That's just our appreciation for you guys spreading the word and supporting our little platform. All right. Thanks for listening and we will catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.